Hey again, everyone, and welcome back to Ensuing Confusion. This is an actual play podcast where we are currently playing a campaign of scum and villainy in a uh, setting of our own creation. I am Connor Sheridan, your game master, and I am joined by uh, four players today. Uh, let's meet our uh, our new player first, uh, Tony. Hello. Hello. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, next we have Cleric. Hello. Hello. Nice to have you. Uh, and then we have Catherine. Hi, I'm an AI chatbot, and you can interact with my AI programming at KDK and D&D. <laughs> and Kitty. Hi, I am Kitty, and I'm not much of anything at the moment. <laughs> you are a void. <laughs> That is a mood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> the last time we were we were recording this was um, well, we were still waiting to learn learn anything at all about the election. So I guess I feel like I'm in a better Oof. place now than I was then, uh, which is a low bar to clear. Yeah. But welcome to 2020, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we're almost done with 2020. Yeah, what are we talking about. Uh, are we, or is it still March? Uh, <laughs> Groundhog Day. We set back to March. <laughs> the, I wouldn't mind at the end over. of the year. Um, I was really hoping that if I was going to be losing time, it would be due to something like alien abduction, <laughs> and not just you know time losing all meaning because the way we demarcate time is completely arbitrary. If we never ever leave our homes, mm-hmm. <laughs> mood. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, uh, yes, we were playing uh, Scum and Villainy. Uh, last time we uh, created our, our crew. Uh, we introduced some of our characters. Um, we uh, talked a little bit about the world. And then we did a real quick mission where uh, the, the crew uh, delivered or picked up and delivered some cargo for the Purple family. Um, specifically uh, Solomon Purple, I believe. Uh <laughs> who sort of halfway proposed to you all when you took it back. Um, it's okay. It's fine. This is how we do business. Their offices are on the Landberg called Gypsum Heights, or just the Heights by the locals, which is a set of four towers that look like they were just ripped out from the ground. Their, their lowest level is just, you know, like a, a fractured portion of a floor that used to be attached to presumably more floors beneath it, uh, drifting through the sky. Uh, at the center, there is a... Uh, there All the buildings are connected by a bridge, um, and like a nice little market is on that bridge. It's like a it's like a bridge plaza. It's like a, you know, it's, it's more than just like a pathway. It's a nice big square. Um... And there's a, a river that kind of flows up and down through the in between the buildings. Sometimes it's above the market, other times it's below the market, other times it's totally submerging the market, and that's the off season. This is where we rejoin our characters as they uh, go to their first downtime. So I think the probably the first shot we get is just the the three of you leaving the the purple family offices and stepping out and just getting that nice broad shot of the camera pulling back uh you know just a very normal uh, exterior at first people have kind of settled or resettled these uh these towers that were probably you know apartments office space beforehand um but now they use them for their own purposes as residences for the most part uh, and we see the uh, out through an old window and the, the four towers drifting out in, in the sky, uh, the river lazily cresting through them. Um, and yes, we're ready for, for downtime here. Uh, before we get into that, uh, Tony, would you like to tell us a little bit about your character? Um, and uh, I, think, I think I've got an idea for how to integrate them here. But uh, if we could just get a little, a little introduction. Yeah. Um, so my character is a bit of an enigma uh, to me and everyone. <laughs> um, um, their name is Augustine Rigby, and they are a speaker who tends to be a 
jack of all trades. Um, and they kind of look like Sam Elliott. They've got the, the you know, mid-length hair, white wavy hair, a thick mustache, white mustache, <laughs> uh, big bushy brown eyebrows, just always a, a little grin on their face. <laughs> nice. All right. And I think what your character was probably busy doing in some respect you can think of the specifics is uh finding finding the next job for your um for your set here um because you know there's this is a, a well-connected place that that bridge in the of the center of the towers has like a, a nice market on it uh people come here it's not really like a it's not really like a, a tech or artifacts market it's more like spices uh luxury goods um preserved foods because something that these towers have is still functioning replicators so but they only have so many recipes built into them that the people can actually access <laughs> so um when there's enough power for the replicators to actually run it's really good eating but uh, aside from that they you know get by on a little bit of subsistence farming and whatever keeps the best Right now, actually, I think not only do we have the four towers in the skyline, we also see uh, a ship that would be familiar to all all of you, I think, uh, and that is the the flying tavern slash diner slash bathhouse that is run in part by your friend uh, Alor, a keen-eared bartender. That that particular ship is named the Cool Name Goes Here. Uh, it is painted on the side in hasty letters. It uh, it probably was not a unanimous decision to name it that, but the paint was there, so they had to run with it. Um, so you 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 know somebody here, even if you don't know uh, anyone in the the Landberg itself. This ship has uh, not only it has like a bunch of different facilities that they kind of offer as they go from place to place. You know, it, it has the a bar for drinks. It has uh, some they make some food. Uh, it also has like some bathhouse facilities. Um, they like pipe in the water from the river on one side, uh, and then they have some heaters that I don't know maybe uh, maybe gadget helped rig up. Rig up. Uh, and then they have like a little output pipe on the other side, so you see like the you know the the bubbles and the the water they they expel on the other end, um, and they just go from Landberg to Landberg, giving people food, drink, and hot baths, which can be hard to come by uh, in the uh, in the vast. Um, I think the the bathhouse part is probably like literally just taking baths. There are like curtains between the stalls. You could open them up if you want to have like the uh, old couple sitting together in a prescription drug ad experience. And I think we probably open on the the crew. Yeah, I, I would say the the crew uh probably convening maybe to spend some of your your uh the money you just made from that job you had at the uh the cool name goes here uh with Alor behind the counter. All right, but was it saying Alor? That sounds too much like Aloy from Horizon Zero Dawn. I think it was saying Alor or Alor. Hmm. Her sister's name is Affy. What sounds cute with Affy? A- Aller and Affy? <laughs> I like that. We'll go with that. That's yeah. sounds great. <laughs> uh, uh, she is um, your key barkeep friend, the favorite contact of the Beluga. She's probably about average height, medium build. She has big, wide-set dark eyes. Uh, she wears a uh, darker-colored headscarf. Um, and she always kind of has a thoughtful look on her face as, you know, she's polishing the glasses and whatnot. Um, and you probably have your, your usual stall here, uh, as your friend, um, your good friend, whose name I will remember from now on, Augustine, (laughs) uh, obviously knows just where to find you, uh, walks into the, into the, the cool name goes here. So... What have you been busy with, Augustine? That's a great question. <laughs> um, so you said that uh, I was searching for our next job in Gypsum Heights. Yeah, I think I think you uh, probably have a meeting set. Actually, um, you're a you're a take charge person with a uh, representative of the Junkers Guild uh, tomorrow, and you're supposed to meet with them, and they'll tell you what they need. Um, 
But for now, you're just reconnecting with your crew. What does everybody see, say when they see Augustine walk in? Well, Gadget is, she's not a conspiracy theorist. She is a genius who can see connections where other people might not find them to be obvious. And uh, Gadget may have recognized Augustine from her homeland, Berg, which is awfully suspicious because, as we already know, that the Assembly Naughty creates clones uh, to monitor the general public. And she has reason to believe that Augustine might be one of these many clones that they have. So she's going to start her day off like the way she usually does when she enters in a new area. Uh, she knows a cool name here. So she starts by doing her routine check for bugs. <laughs> uh, for like listening devices? Yes. Um, she's like pulling at glasses, looking under bar stools, um, discarded napkins, the trash can, taking some and looking at them rather suspiciously, discarding some and leaving others in their place before she is comfortable enough that the cool name here, once again, has not been bugged, and there are no listening devices. <laughs> Who here goes along with it? <laughs> um, Myriad goes along with it, because uh, Myriad believes that pretty much everything that Gadget says is probably true in some sense. <laughs> You know, Quell doesn't know if it's true or not, but frankly, Quell would rather be safe than sorry. And so Gadget feels so inclined to search for bugs to ensure privacy, more power to her. Augustine is going to walk in and seeing Gadget doing this, is going to humor Gadget as as they always do, and and help him pick up chairs so the gadget can inspect them. Uh, I think Alor is probably Alor is uh, grinning from behind the bar as uh, she watches you you folks go through the usual routine, and she's still you know polishing the same glass she's been polishing for the last five minutes because she doesn't want to. She doesn't really want to do anything more productive right now, and she just kind of calls out to you. Uh, <laughs> While you're down there, see if you can scrape the gum off the tables. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the gum! <laughs> Haven't thought of looking there before. <laughs> That's where they hide the bugs. That's how they keep track of your uh, genetic samples, so that was a very smart idea. <laughs> well, you know, as Augustine comes in, I think that Quell would be quick to tell them uh, that uh, while Solomon maybe kind of jokingly proposed to us as a crew, um, Myriad definitely accepted <laughs> on our behalf. Hypothetically. <laughs> it, was, it was not a quasi-maybe, who knows kind of acceptance. It was a, I would be deeply honored to join your family, <laughs> except. Okay, but who wouldn't want to be part of the purple family? I wouldn't. Why would you want the government involved in your love life? But it's the purple family. They, like, created airships. Mm -hmm. And this is just further feeding into Quell's belief that Marriott is actually secretly already part of the purple family as the illegitimate offspring of several of the of the purples and the empress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Keeping that royal bloodline intact. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think uh, as you're searching um, and not coming up with anything, aside from gum, there is some gum. Um, gum is probably one of the things that like the replicators can make <laughs> uh, here on Gypsum Heights. <laughs> uh, you start to hear some banging and some cursing coming from the direction of the boiler room uh and aller kind of looks in that direction she's like uh sounds like affy's getting into it with the heaters again we're uh they give her a lot of trouble and uh i'm picturing do you has everybody here seen um a christmas story Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's, yes. it's it's the dad battling with the furnace but with a water heater instead <laughs> Do you need well, any help with that? Oh. And uh, Aller looks at you and she's like, I don't know. I run the bar. I let her handle the <laughs> pipes. 
I volunteer Gadget. <laughs> yeah, Quell would, Quell would kind of nudge Gadget, who is clearly the brilliant mechanical mind of this particular organization. <laughs> that is absolutely factual. Um, Gadget will pocket some of the used gum in case she needs to falsify her genetic material in the future. Naturally. Uh, and then she heads over to the... Uh, to Athy and see if she needs any assistance. All right, so yeah, as soon as you open the door, smoke starts belching out. Uh, and uh, Athy calls back to you, Shut that damn... Oh, Gadget! Hey, Gadget! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, somebody I can talk to and Gadget slams the door behind her. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Athy waves you over. She's got a, uh, a spanner in her hand and she says, Yeah, you know... Uh, I really appreciate you getting this set up for us, but uh, the capacitor, I just can't get my head around it. Oh, well, that makes sense. Um, to put it into layman's terms, uh, capacitors require a big brain to fully understand. <laughs> but yes, let's see what I can do here. <laughs> uh, and she steps aside. And yes, I think this this uh, furnace, much like the entire cool name goes here itself, is a hodgepodge of... Uh, of wooden parts, which is maybe not a great thing for a water heater. Uh, it's okay. It's tempered wood. Um, of metallic parts from, you know, like more modern skyship designs. Of like little bits and pieces of artifacts from before. Uh, and yes, you've done some work on this before, but, uh, you know, it can only ever last so long. Uh, so how are, are you, are you going to try to fix it or are you just sizing it up? What's going on? Uh, it makes sense it's falling apart because I purposely uh, repaired it last time so it wouldn't last for a very long time because if something lasts too long, that's how the Illuminati is going to be able to track you down. So by destroying it frequently, it keeps them off the tracks. Oh. So I completely disassemble the heater system altogether. Uh, best not to leave any of the original pieces intact. <laughs> You're like Apple. You built planned <laughs> obsolescence in planned your product. Obsolescence. In the water heater. Yep. <laughs> Um, are, are you doing this with the goal of fixing it or are you? We will, we'll, we had the technology to make this better. Uh, there's plenty of scrap nearby. We're just going to rebuild it from the ground up. Re- okay. This sounds like this a long-term like project. This like the bionic man. <laughs> we will rebuild it. We have the technology. <laughs> okay. Less $6 million man and more like oh. $6 man. That is yeah, true. Same the bionic woman right uh, i'm going to say that if you just wanted to fix it up and get it running now uh that would probably be a a, like i'm not i'm not supposed to say what action it is i almost said it that would be a roll of some kind um if you wanted to like improve it so that their bath system was better then you could also do that but that would probably be like a long-term project let's just jerry-rig it so it's functional for now we'll have to wait until we have more time to fully disassemble the project okay all right let, let's cherry rig the system just to get her back out opening again okay so what approach are you taking um i believe this would be a rig correct uh yep i think that would be a rig uh and i'll remind you that you still have one gambit left over from your last job uh you, your gambits refresh when you're uh at the point when you're, you know, picking your plan and picking your load and whatnot. Uh, so if you're trying to rig the furnace um, with the parts that you have on hand, I'm just going to say that's risky standard. Got it. Okay. So you get a, you rolled a five on your rig. Uh, yeah, I think what happens here is you manage to fix it, but in the process, uh, you see what the problem was, and it wasn't just that you rigged it to, uh, to uh, you know, kind of have some planned obsolescence in there. Uh, that would maybe have, that was, like, starting to kick in. But you can also tell that it looks like some weird stuff was, like, kind of fed into the intake. Um, that shouldn't have been there. Like, there's some, like, junk in here that it doesn't look like the kind of stuff you normally see in rivers. Oh, a little, a little suspicious that we're finding this mysterious substance in this water heater at the same point that we just recently ran into an encounter not too long ago. Um, okay. Oh, I'm freaking out. I'm, I must have missed a bug. Uh, 
<laughs> I, I need backup. I, I, I called Myriad and Quell over. Okay. And see uh see if they can make heads or tails over this. <laughs> All right. So we're popping on in, we're you know, waving away some smoke. We see that uh that our our lovely gadget here has partially disassembled, but not completely disassembled the water heating system, as is she uh, her typical plan. And uh we see she's freaking out. <laughs> So I guess Quell would say, uh, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, Gadget gestures her hand like the, the, the problem is quite evident and requires no explanation. And she's like, whoa, look at it. Now, I know you're not familiar with technology. Technology is not just another word for magic that sometimes breaks. But look at this. Looks broken. Don't you see? <laughs> this is not even supposed to be here. All right. So what are we seeing that's not supposed to be there? Say it again for me. Um, it's some junk that would normally not, uh, that doesn't tend to stay in like rivers for that long. Uh, because, you know, it's the kind of junk that if it was thrown into a river in our world would drift to the bottom and like be dredged up in 50 years and then taken out to an island in Saginaw Bay. Um but in this world, it literally stays in the river for a while, and then it drops out. So so when you say junk, do you mean, like, mechanical junk? Do you mean, like, uh, organic junk? Like, you know, random, natural, you know, detritus? What, what are you talking about? Just trash? There's probably, like, mechanical junk. You know, there's uh, some kind of nails and little bits of cases of things. Um, and as you're leaning down to observe it... Um, Remember, I, think... I am a good junk picker. Ooh. One of the bets. Okay. That's uh, my background. Give me a... Uh, if you want to try to see what's going on with it, you could give me a gather information roll of some kind. Okay. What would I roll to make that happen? Uh, it's up to you. Do you think you'd be studying this junk? Do you think you'd be uh, attuning to the junk to see its like resonance? Uh, I is... guess. Well, I have both study and attune, but I think the idea behind Quell and the reason why they named her uh, Quell Quick Call is that she always seemed to have kind of an uncanny way of discerning where the best junk was. She always seemed to find it, mm -hmm. uh, even if it seemed hidden to others. So I like the idea of using attune to kind of have just this innate, weird, intuitive understanding of what junk might be there. Mm. Okay. Give me a, you can say risky standard uh, with okay. your tune. There won't be consequences because this is just a gather information roll. Okay. Yeah, that's a six. Nice. What do you think it looks like? Like, what does it, what does it look like to quell when a really good piece of junk calls out to her? Or what does it feel like? All right. So you know how when you're playing with magnets and you have a magnet in each hand, you can feel it when the magnets get close and they want to close together. Or if you have them flipped the other way when they're like getting close and they're starting to try and push apart. Mm -hmm. So it's almost this kind of like tangible sensation, sensation of push pull. So she's like kind of looking through it and almost like starting to reach in to kind of paw through it because she's a junk picker. You pick with your hands mm -hmm. or, you know, various picking implements. Uh, it's almost like her hand feels pulled to, to grab something. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think in this case, when you feel it, you're, uh, you actually feel a little bit of a pull. Like this is telling you, uh, like it's kind of telling you where it came from. And it's actually pulling towards the door, uh, the front door, the side door. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Ships don't usually have doors in the way we think of them. The main entrance mm -hmm. of uh, the cool name goes here. And I think you're probably the one who sees them first, uh, Augustine, as... Uh, Three figures uh, walk into the door, oh, walk through the door, um, and the one in front is kind of uh, sniffing loudly and saying and uh, saying in a kind of a, a, a low voice, um, mm, "There's some smoke in here. No, it's uh, it's a little dangerous to keep a damaged ship docked off the heights. Might need to see about that." Am I speaking to the owner? And uh, they turn automatically to you, actually, Augusta, not to Aller. Well, I, I don't think I'm the one that you're wanting to talk to here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
And Aller just kind of looks at looks at them and then looks at you and is like, uh, "Yeah, this is this is my place. It's a little smoke, but my sister's got it under control. Don't worry about it." Uh, and the the one in the front, um, I think there there are three folks. They're they're in kind of nice clothes actually. Um, they're somewhat patched together, but uh, they probably got them from the market here. Um, or, you know, somehow we're constructed here. Uh, let's see, the one in front goes to, on to introduce them uh, themselves as Jan Wigliff. Um, <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> what? Wigliff, it's a name from Beowulf. Uh, <laughs> no, say, no, is it Jan, like the middle Brady sister, yes. or Jam, like the character from Guilty Gear? Ooh, I like Jam better, actually. Jam Wigliff. <laughs> and uh, they, look, they look back and they're, they're like, um, doesn't look handled to me. And uh, do you have a permit to to land here? And it, Eller's like, and she looks, she like turns immediately to you, Augustine, like, Augustine, do we need a permit here? We've never asked about a permit before. Do I know if we need a permit? You don't fucking need a permit. Uh, I'd like to make a note really quickly. Did I grab something? Did I actually pull something out of the junk? Yep. Okay, I am slipping that in like a pocket on what I'm probably wearing, which are big cargo fancy type things. <laughs> All right, you've got that junk. Okay. I didn't even stop to look to see what it was, but they're not going to see it. <laughs> nope. I've kicked it. It's my junk now. <laughs> Well, it's it's news to me that permits are required. When did this ordinance come to pass? Do you think they would recognize you, Augustine, if they got a good look at you? Do you spend enough time around Gypsum Heights? Or are you probably, like, more or less a stranger, maybe a face they've seen in a crowd before? Um, I'd probably be a face in the crowd, but I might know them? Mm. I don't know. <laughs> it's up to you. Uh, and they'll say... It's new, but uh, listen, it seems like you're having some problems back there. We'll give you a few hours to get it fixed up, but then you got to get out of that. I see. Well, we will get right on that. Uh, Quell would be curious, and she would probably know this, or at least somebody amongst us would. The Sky Rippers, are they technically considered part of the the Landberg when they're going over the Landberg? Because they said we have to get out of the, the heights, but we're in a, a Sky River right now, right? In an airship? Air barge? Um, I think you're, you're docked uh, off of one of the towers, and they have some uh, pipes, kind of like intake and outtake pipes uh, mm. connected to this, the river. Got it. And they say, well... All right, we'll be back in a few hours then. Let us know if you need anything, uh, any help fixing that up. I think our mechanics have it taken care of. Thank you. And uh, Jan tips their their hat. What kind of a hat is it? It's sort of a Carmen San Diego hat. Uh, <laughs> and the three of them walk back out. And Aller's like, oh, man. We, we just got here. We're starting to set up. We're running a bad, bad enough margin it is, as it is. Uh, now we got to deal with the freaking locals. Ugh, well, thanks for getting them out of our hair anyway, Augustine. Do they normally give you trouble like that? Uh, she kind of leans over the bar and looks at you as, you know, you're, you're maybe peering out of the, the door. And she says, well, not usually. Most of the people in the Heights are pretty welcoming. Uh... The, the North Tower, not so much. They they don't tend to like visitors as much. Uh, well, they're okay with visitors as long as they just come to the market and spend money, you know? Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they were they were from there. Gadget grabs the, the gum that she was saving and just, and just incinerates it. <laughs> because obviously, obviously that's where the bugs were located. <laughs> Makes sense. Uh... I think that Quell would gather up uh, Myriad and Augustine and Gadget 
uh, and try to pull them to a quiet corner in mm -hmm. this space if there is one and would um, slowly produce what she had tucked in her pocket and say, any chance those particular uh, busy buddies may have been stopping by because they're looking for something like this? I fished what this out it? of the junk. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of hold it Can out I to Gadget. It? Yeah, I hold it out to Gadget because Gadget may have an idea. All I know is I picked out some, some prime junk. <laughs> Gadget has lots of theories as to what they are. Can I uh, study the object? Um, well, I think she already, uh, Quell already got a pretty good idea of, you know, like I said, it was some, like, broken cases, busted up nails, probably, like, an old piece of, like, a, it looks like a transistor radio, or maybe, like, a pre-transistor radio, but that's not actually what it was. <laughs> Something high-tech from before. Um, but it was probably just junk. Um, but the junk was kind of pulling you back towards those people, like, it had had, it had some kind of connection to them. Like, it, it had been in their possession, for instance. I relay that in the sense that I tell people, I don't know, it just seems suspicious them coming around just as we started seeing troubles with their water heater and all. You know, this kind yes, of stuff. it's all connected. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you got her interest. <laughs> all right, as uh, Quell is explaining this, Gadget unravels her... A comically large, portable, it's not a cork board, but a parchment paper. And she's pinning new notes to her board and connecting it to a new string. Like, okay, uh, junk from cool name here, connected to the North Tower. Okay, another piece of the puzzle has been discovered. <laughs> Quell would turn to Augustine and say, you're good with people. Seems like you know somebody in every port. Any uh, way we could find out a little bit more about those busybodies? There might be a way. Um, so you said we were going to do downtime first. Are we still going to do downtime? Yeah, you can still do downtime. This isn't, okay. I mean, unless you specifically make it lead into a job. Um, you know, downtime can kind of be free play too. Because okay. um, I, um, so I have air of respectability, which means, says I get an extra downtime activity to acquire assets or lay low. As well, nice. Um, so I was thinking about acquiring assets. Sure. Oh, let me give you a special rule that I have for uh, each each Landberg, each destination in Scum and Villainy has its own like special rules that kind of change how things work. Um, and okay. I've been making I made one for Gypsum Heights. Let's see. So. Rule. The bridge market on Gypsum Heights is famous for its stalls full of spices and preserved foods. Take plus 1d to acquire assets related to luxury or opulence. And, when you cut loose, you may clear an additional 1 stress for every cred you spend to increase the result, effectively doubling their effectiveness. Uh, and I'll drop that into our chat. So, you don't need to take advantage of that. It's just, that's something you get for being here on Gypsum Heights. Okay. Yeah, because I was kind of wondering if I could acquire assets. I don't remember quite exactly what we could get, but if I could uh, use that to gain some information on those three. Oh, and if you're not too busy, we may want to take some time to check up on Myriad's Poor Peets. <laughs> yes, please. The, the Peets got roughed up. <laughs> I got struck by lightning. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> oh, well, I, I can take a look at your feats now that I'm back. <laughs> I please, um, thanks. So the recover active action is a, is a good one. Um, it would automatically clear any level one harm, which I believe your poor toasty feats are. Um and the important thing to note is it's whoever is recovering that spends it, not whoever is, like, doing the healing. Because as it points out in the game, recovering is mostly resting. Yeah, I was kind of curious. Um, what does Doctor actually give? Let's see. Uh, doctor, I'll read you the example here. Doctor, someone who's been injured. Handle and identify substances. Do science. Comfort, support, or elicit sympathy. So. 
doctor someone who's been injured. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was thinking for when I offered to help. Cool. All right. Well, yeah, we can. You kind of have this interest in these uh, in these three individuals, but we can also kind of pull it back to some more broader downtime actions right right now. Um, we have an obvious one to start with. Do you want to take the recover action? Yes. Uh, myriad. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so what does that what does that look like here? Are you just like uh, you've got some nice baths here? The the baths are recovered. Yeah, I'd probably like soak my feet a little bit just <laughs> to like <laughs> recover my uh, poor lightning struck scorched feetsies. <laughs> I think <gasps> Affy br- or Aller brings out a um, a bucket and Affy fills it with hot water and they uh, they jump funk it down. Um, your muscle, I don't know if you like worked for them before as a bouncer or something, uh, but. Just an idea. Um, Quell, what were you going to say? Uh, I was going to ask Aller if she had any of the special mud uh, that maybe they picked up at a particular landberg that was known for its uh, healing mud hot springs. And we could mix some of that in with the water for for Myriad's feet, the burned Um, up feet. From the special mud landberg, you say, huh? Yes, Uh, that I just came up with right now off the top of my head. Um, let's see, that's a good result. So, they do, they weren't really planning on using it here. They could maybe be talked into it. They don't have much. Uh, I look to Augustine, who is the best at sweet talking, I'm going to hope. I'm just reading my other things that I have, just... I look up with puppy dog eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it is true. Myriad is just well, super cute. Well, I was just going to try and use my... I, I don't know if how would my doctor help. Maybe I, I sit there and help. I, I give... Uh, what is it? Myriad a foot rub. Yeah, you do some the, like PT. The water. Yeah, you know. Yeah. nice muddy foot rub um i think i think if you give them the puppy puppy dog eyes myriad then uh aller seems unimpressed and then affy's like oh fine um and they uh and affy just uh shakes her head uh or aller shakes her head uh and (laughs) goes upstairs and brings out a little like a little brick of mud uh and is like here you go Friend of the friend of the uh, your name goes or cool name goes here, and when Aller says that, Affy like visibly uh, shudders. Um, <laughs> is a, is a <laughs> deserves a little extra, you know, to help him out. Uh, and you can use you can use that little bit of nice mud. I'm going to to hope that uh, between the the healing mud and Augustine's doctoring skills. Maybe that gives like a bonus to the foot healing, like a restorative mud bath. So here's the thing. Level one harm just goes away when you take the recovery yeah. action. Um, oh. But their feet are going to feel great. <laughs> I have nice smooth feet now. Yeah, your feet have never felt better. Um, Which is great because I don't know if I wear shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. You're from a... You um, what is it, Arbalon? Um, yeah, it's up in the trees, right? So you might not wear shoes if you're like walking out on the branches all the time. Yes, but I was also a ground hunter. Mm. Good point. Could go either way. Well, you probably have uh, whatever the space age equivalent of Vibram five finger shoes are. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had a pair of those in college. All right. So yes, the uh, the foot bath worked. Um, myriad, you took the recover action. Is that right? Yes. All right. So you can go ahead and just clear that level one harm. It's all gone. Does anybody else uh, know what they want to do for some downtime here? We can kind of go around once. So would acquire assets be something that would work for finding out information on them? I think for our purposes... 
Yeah, and we could even kind of broaden it somewhat to say, uh, you know how they came in and they were citing laws that don't actually apply or like bylaws that don't actually apply. It could even be, you know, finding, being able to not only find out who they are, but maybe turn that against them in some way. Uh, Yeah, so kind of acquiring assets and figuring out what the actual laws are, if that's actually something that's recently come into ordinance and so on. You can acquire the asset of jurisprudence. (laughs) So you can do that if you want. Sure. Um, So roll crew quality. What is our crew? It's it's zero. One, zero. Yeah. <laughs> so, so is that uh, two dice take lowest then? Yes, it is. Let's see. Take plus one D to acquire assets related to luxury or obsolescence. I'm actually going to give you that here uh, for reasons okay. that you don't know right now. Okay. Um, and three. okay, you got a three, so that means. Uh, the result indicates the quality of the asset using the crew's quality as the base. Uh, one to three is minus one, so zero minus one is still zero. Yeah. <laughs> in forged in the dark, uh, we're not we're not going negative one. So, you know, you could spend one cred to bump it up to equal to your crew quality, then another to do equal to your crew quality plus one. Um, you know, you you can do that if you want. You don't have to. Um, we also have the gambit, right? Yeah, but you can't. Or, you can only spend gambits on action rolls. You can't spend them on downtime okay. rolls. Okay. Um, well, I might be able to get us some information, but it's going to cost. Well, how much? Well, it depends on how good the information you want is. <sighs> well, you know, I suppose that it might be worthwhile, but uh, I mean, I guess is this a is this a, a tale we want to chase? Well, if we don't chase it, the cool name goes here it needs to be out of port in a couple of hours. Hmm. And Quell uh, kind of glances over her sh- shoulder at uh, Aller and Affy and doesn't, uh, doesn't want to see them gone because they're our friends and this is a, a cozy place to hang out and Frankly, maybe if we stick around, we can get some more of that healing mud for uh, various <laughs> bruises and abrasions. Love that mud. It's some good mud. It's high yeah. quality mud. I do think of what Landberg this mud comes from, or maybe you do, because you're the one who had the mud idea. <laughs> I'll, I don't know how much, uh, how much we have in the way of funds, but you know, there's more than one way of paying for things. You could take out a loan. That's actually a rule in the game. Uh, and you have two <laughs> ship credits right now. Yep. Which I'd like to hold on to if we could find other ways to pay for the things that we want. In this case, uh, since downtime is pretty extracted, uh, abstracted, um, I would let you go take out a loan and then mm. use that here. Um, but the only way you're increasing this particular role is by spending cred. Okay. Well, I'd be okay with spending cred to, to find this information. You've got to spend cred to make cred. <laughs> yeah, because if we spend one... It will equal quality one. Okay. Which means we'll get one thing? Yeah, it, it means you, the assets you uh, acquire will be of quality one, which I would say is, is good enough to get what you, what you need okay. to. It's not like going to be a home run, but, you know, yeah, it'll get you there. Good enough to get us somewhere. Okay. Well, it'll be one cred. <laughs> Looks like we're going to be eating uh, more of that beefless beef and bell peppers. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm sure Gadget can get us some more gum if they scrounge <laughs> <scratch> around. <laughs> no, thank you. All right, Spike and Jet, you're you're down to one cred. Um, but yes, you uh, you managed to track down uh, some in- enough information here in the town. Uh, you ask around, and those three people are actually, yes, the, the maitre d', the sous chef, and the, uh, um, I think probably just like a, a bus a bus person, bus folk. 
uh, at the Rivercrest Cantina, which is a uh, the finest dining establishment on the um, in Gypsum Heights, and it's located in the North Tower, which is that kind of uh, closed-off tower. Um, and you know that they really did not have a legal leg to stand on here. Um, there isn't really, like, there isn't really, you know, there aren't cops, um, aside from protector and affairs, and you, you really don't want to go to them. But there is a council, uh, of towers. All the, te- each tower has, you know, one representative. Um, so that's kind of like how they're leading body. And what they were trying to do would not be sanctified by the council. Okay. So... So, we're probably competition that they don't want, which is why they're trying to get rid of us. Potentially. Definitely. But they probably put the junk in the river. Mm. Mm. Well, and I don't know if they put it in the river or right in the intake that came into our ship. Well, same uh, six in one hand, half dozen in the other. Yeah, a lower ship. That's that's a pretty clever thought there, Myriad, because they certainly did arrive right after things seemed to go uh, go haywire. They they were Johnny on the spot right there. <laughs> and Affy actually picks up pipes up. Uh, my ship actually. Aller doesn't own it. <laughs> she just works here. And Aller's like, "Yep, wouldn't want to own this piece of junk." <laughs> uh, and they just kind of like sneer at each other and go back to what they're retrospectively doing. <laughs> Augustine, you don't happen to know anyone who has connections with that uh, ruling council of the towers, do you? Actually, I do. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a matter of fact... <laughs> um, let's go name generator. Unless you want to choose I, the name of who I know. I mean... Jam Wigliff, you know, was already so good. Uh, well, I happen to know Thula Hazard. Ooh, Thula. Who's Thula? Uh, well, I guess, what does the council consist of? Because she's someone on the council. Uh, I think the council is one counselor appointed from each tower each, and then there is... Um, that would re- lead to a lot of draws because there's four. I'm trying to think, would there be a fifth one or do I like the idea that they're just constantly in gridlock? <laughs> I think there's just four counselors. Uh, and Thula is the counselor of uh, Tower East, which is the one that you're docked, you and the uh, the cool name goes here are docked to. Okay. So yes, counselor Thula Hazad. Mm. So you mentioned that we are actually docked to the Tower East right now. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So why is the North Tower government trying to poison our water supplies here in the East Tower? I thought it was a North Tower restaurant. Yeah. And the the North Tower lets other people from Gypsum Heights in. They just don't mm-hmm. really like uh people from the outside, you know, hanging around too much if they're not just, if they're not buying things at the market. Hmm. I wonder how your friend Thula might feel about people from the North Tower coming over here to Tower East. And uh, scaring off business. I don't think she'd take too kindly to it, but it really depends on how her day is going. <laughs> well, I'm going to hope that Thula is a little sweet on you, because we may need to be paying <laughs> an, a visit to Thula at some point in the near future. By near future, do you mean now? Well, we've got two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so by near future, pretty pretty close to now, uh, if okay. Kula is available. I think uh, I think for you, Augustine, yeah, she'd uh, she'd probably be able to take the meeting. Or actually, I never asked. Like Thula's the character that you made. Like, what what pronouns would you like for Thula? Uh, Nushir. Okay, cool. Uh, and I'm putting all of these in my influential friends. Cool. <laughs> all right, so yeah, you can uh, we can cut straight to you. Uh, meeting at the the counselor's office which i think is probably the second floor from the top um they're uh i don't think they have like reception staff or anything uh i think it's literally like an apartment you know it's like a nice apartment the counselor lives here uh and you knock on the door and thula opens it 
uh, and they uh, she greets you and very warmly asks you all to come in and asks you know if you if you'd like some tea. I I have some because I know she likes her teas. <laughs> I have some fine tea because I have I can have luxury items. Ooh, because I mm-hmm. I know how. I know how to uh, treat my influential friends. (laughs) (laughs) Quell will accept an offer of tea because, one, it's only polite, but two, Quell doesn't say no to free food. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'll have you declare a load to uh, Augustine since you're taking items. Oh, yeah, it's going to be light. That's a free item, too. Oh, cool. It doesn't count. All right. So, uh, yes, Thula... um, kind of, uh, I don't want to say claps her hands, but she kind of like, she clasps her hands together. She's like, oh, Augustine, you spoil me. Um, (laughs) And she, uh, she accepts the tea. um, And uh, she, she goes and like, "Mm, tea this nice. You you really ought to enjoy it in company. I'll start making it right away. You, you all have a seat. Um, She starts fixing the tea. How nice is this apartment? It's nice. It's not like a mega opulent. Quill dusts off her bottom before she sits down. <laughs> that's, how you, <laughs> that's how you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, being just how this first interaction is going with an influential friend, Augustine is probably a player. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know, uh, the post-60 set. Is uh, <laughs> they need love to. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Just see all the all the lovely influential people at every port are fond of Augustine. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know how old Augustine is when you tell me Sam Elliott. I think like um, an an, old, an older gentleman, a distinguished gentleman, or just gentle yeah, folks. If, sorry, they them. Yeah, if you look at uh. At my roll twenty portrait, that was kind of the time frame I was going. <laughs> right, so. right, yep. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so Thula Thula finishes uh, fixing the tea, and it's not like a formal ceremony or anything, but she sets a, a cup down in front of everybody who wants some. Uh, Myriad and Gadget, do you do you want tea? I oh, I don't know if Gadget would even be here. Oh, okay. I you don't mean, have to be. Thula seems like a nice lady and all, but she is part of the government, okay? Uh, she might be hanging back during this particular mission. You're, you're fixing the, the furnace. <laughs> uh, I'll be working on my own downtime project during this, this hour. <laughs> Are there cookies? Tell me there's tea cookies. Oh, she's got... I don't think you want any of Gadget's cooking. <laughs> she has... Or, uh, yeah, Thula has actually some very nice, like, digestives. They're they're a little stale because they were made the last time the replicators were on, which is getting on a year ago now. But they are nice. <laughs> you soak them in the tea to soften them up a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Myriad, are you there? Myriad will have a cup of tea. Okay, good. So you all have your tea and, and biscuits, um, and uh, Thula settles back down uh, in her in her comfy chair, and she says, "So, to what do I owe the pleasure of this this meeting?" Well, unfortunately, it's business that brings me here today. Oh, I was afraid you'd say that. We we had a run in with. Some employees of the Rivercrest Cantina who are trying to scare spook people out of port. Uh, she kind of sets her cup down. She looks uh, she looks a little troubled to hear that. And she says, "Oh, hmm, that's no good." What were they doing? Well, it seems as though they may have sabotaged the ship of a friend of ours, and then came and told us that if we didn't have a permit, that we needed to get out of port. Sabotage, you say? Do you have any proof of this? Quell fishes out the junk from her pocket. Oh, what's that, young lady? They, uh, I found this, uh, in the water heating and filtration system of the establishment that we were visiting. It showed up and caused quite a mess, and 
right uh, right afterward, these three these three individuals showed up and said uh, that we were a danger and we needed to leave. Mm. Well, it's true that keeping damaged skyships docked off the tower is against regulations. I'm afraid it might... I don't know if I'd have enough evidence to bring this to the council itself, but um, I know you've got a good head for people, Augustine. Um, and she uh, she kind of goes to get some stationery, and she starts writing herself a little letter. Uh, and she says, I think if you three can head up there to the cantina maybe you could uh and you bring this and she hands the letter over to you with her little seal on it as the as the counselor maybe you could get a little more information or maybe you could just get them uh, to agree to you know take it easy that that should get you in the door at least what if we can find a way to prove that this came from the from the the cantina or the homes and property of one of those three people. I would. I could definitely take that to the council. Okay. And Quell slips it back in her pocket. Um, Augustine will take the the letter from her. Well, I do thank you, and hopefully next time I'll be able to spend some more time just chatting. <laughs> of course, of course. And don't feel like you have to bring a gift like this every time. And she passed the tea again. The gift of your company is plenty. Oh, well, aren't you kind? <laughs> I've heard that. Uh, and she, she blushes a little bit and waves you off <laughs> you finish your tea. <laughs> All right, so what next? Well, as we're leaving, uh, Quill takes the, the object out of her pocket again, and she's looking at it, and she's wondering, are there any identifying marks on it? Anything about it that would make it look like it like belongs somewhere? It could be like, grooves it could be like a metal mark a stamp on it it could be anything hmm. i mean yeah. it probably doesn't just have like property of the cantina written on it but <laughs> she's gonna go forensic files on this you know spray some luminol <laughs> <laughs> um yeah you could try to uh study it i know um gadget was talking about wanting to study it before mm-hmm. um and gadget even... would probably be good at that we could flash back to that because I was I kind of uh, moved us past that because I thought the attune had covered it, but in this case, that information could be handy more. So we could flash back uh, stress free if you wanted to have a have a chance to study it, gadget. I would like that. Let's try that. Just roll or uh, this will be a fortune roll, and yeah, you don't have to use study. I think study would make sense to kind of look it over. You could maybe uh, study makes most sense. Are you not good at studying Gadget? <laughs> she has different interpretations of her results than some other people oh might. No. Oh no. We need a Gadget interpreter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Well, um, you can tell that this... It looks like they didn't like <gasps> dig it up or anything. Uh, you, got, you got a one for the, for the listeners. <laughs> I yep. sure did. It looks like they didn't like dig it up. <laughs> no. It looks like it's been um, used for something, but unfortunately, it's damaged enough, and it's like um, you know, it still has like some oil in it from little bits. Uh, so it looks like uh, this isn't like a piece of wreckage that fell off of some you know drifting landberg that had been there for hundreds of years. But that's about all you're able to get. Um, well, Gadget's going to interpret from this scenario that the deterioration is actually from uh, the materials of this item leaching out into the waters uh, to place a hormone into the waters to make the people of the East Tower more complacent and easier to sabotage, obviously. <laughs> um, whether she's able to convey this information to her teammates, you know, that's less of an importance right now. We're like, what's a hormone? okay so yeah you've it's probably going to be tough to like at least through following that track to uh just to study it back you know to to get that way you could take another approach Hmm. well i damn they're good at covering their tracks (laughs) i think that uh i was gonna hold on to it you said there was some oil on it Mm-hmm. Right? 
And not just oil that looked like it came from the water. No. Okay. Um, Quell's, you know, Quell's a little bit of a street urchin. So Quell's going to kind of hold it up to her nose and, and, and sniff it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, does it does it have a certain smell? Does it have a smell? Let me make a... Do you lick it? <laughs> uh, we're going to see if it take, if it goes to that. Come to that. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have a certain smell, but yeah, if you lick it, you might get something. Because <laughs> I rolled badly on the fortune roll. Quell, Quell kind of looks at it and he's like, well, sometimes you gotta. It's not the worst thing that's ever been in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and like tentatively sticks it, her tongue out and kind of licks it. <laughs> hey, that's a six. Uh, hey! It, it tastes the, like the cooking oil. It tastes, tastes like, like cooking, cooking oil. Medium. Yeah. Mmm. Quell nods solemnly and it says, This tastes like cooking oil. This <laughs> came from a kitchen. Does anybody give Quell a look when she's just <laughs> Myriad <laughs> definitely gives Quell a look. <laughs> what? It's you cooking licked oil. a lot of oils. You know what? When you live on the streets or on the rooftops above the streets, you find food where you can get it. Sometimes you're fishing things out of the trash and there are all sorts of anomalous substances on it. (laughs) Cooking oil isn't that bad. I don't need to know about the other substances. (laughs) (laughs) Some of them you don't want to eat. It's better to scrape them off. Yep. Junk picking is a full sensory experience. (laughs) That's how you find the best junk. (laughs) All right, so yeah, you you feel pretty pretty certain that this had some kind of culinary application. Uh, it would have been like busted up enough that like it would be tough to look find that out mechanically speaking. But you know, just from the very fact that it still had some of this material left on it, and the mm-hmm. fact that water and oil don't mix. Learned that in and science class because this is the finest restaurant in the North Tower, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's probably some fancy cooking oil. This is no like junk barge <laughs> cooking oil. This is like, like some straight out of the replicator. Yeah, it's your extra oil. extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> Nobody this virgin this olive oil had never even seen sunlight. <laughs> they grow the trees in the dark. Yeah. <laughs> I bet you if I could get inside the kitchen of that cantina and lick something in there, we'd have a match. <laughs> okay, how are you getting in? We have a letter. Well, we got the letter. Okay. So I think this is a... This is a job. <laughs> <laughs> this has become a job now. Uh, and let's see. Uh, I think you have social, right? And that's the social connection? Yeah. Um, and that's the letter. Uh, and so I will give you, you take 1d6 for pure luck. Um, and then I'll give you another d6 because you have that letter. So that's 2d6. Um, and let's see, the gambits will restore. Everybody declare their load. Yeah, usually normal is usually what Quell goes with. I'm gonna go normal. I'm gonna go heavy. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) So, what would it take to lie our way in there as like a a potential chef who wants to like try out to join their ring? They already know us. No, some of us were in the room behind the door. They know you. That's true. They they saw Augustine. I don't mm-hmm. think they got a great look at anybody else. Gadget's a hundred percent convinced that they know her. Whether that's based on reality is inconsequential. This is Gadget's reality. What if you use the gum to disguise yourself? Like model some prostheses? Like a a new eyebrow ridge or or a different nose shape? Why would we use gum to do this? Because Gadget (laughs) harvested some. (laughs) Gadget incinerated it. That's Um, true. She did say she was What does... What does the letter say? Um, 
I think... God, I was hoping you wouldn't ask. Um, <laughs> or it, oh, the letter is basically is a letter exp- of, ex- of concern, uh, expressing that there have been some some concerns. I think it probably lists some things uh, aside from this incident as well. And just it being like a, uh, a formal... No, it's not even formal. It's like, it's definitely informal of it being a a sort of, you know, like, we're kind of aware that there's some things going on here. We'd really like this problem just to go away. Uh, We don't want to have to bring this up in the council, but it is causing issues. Um, Please go with what the, go along with what these people say. I trust them. And if, you know, uh, they're, they're basically deputized to sort out this issue so that we can resolve this with as little trouble as possible. 